Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. It's time to turn your garden into a smart garden on News Radio 830 WCCO. Smart Gardens, an hour of expert advice and answers to all of your lawn and gardening questions. You can call 989-9226 or text us at 81807. Now, here's Denny Law with this week's Smart Garden. With a whole host of help this morning, and I'm really glad. It makes my job a lot easier when we have talented folks to answer your lawn and garden questions. Uh, if you're new to the show, thanks for joining us. We are sponsored every week by our friends at Family Run Business down in Jordan, Minnesota called By the Yard. Uh, they make the best patio furniture in the whole world. We thank them for that. All right. Mary Meyer is back with us uh, from the University of Minnesota. Uh, Mary, good to see you again. Great to be here, Denny. Thanks for having us on the show. Always a pleasure. And uh, for also from the U of M is uh, our friend John Traffy. Uh, John is, uh, can we call him our turf expert? He is a turf um, expert. We, yes. have, yes. we have more experts, though, because Jared Gamm is back with us from Mickman right. Brothers. Yeah. And, uh, Jared, good to see you again, too. So we've got a lot of help this morning. So if you want to call in uh, or text in your lawn and garden question, as I said, you've got some great help. So do it now. You know we tend to get busy, so call in or text in like some folks are doing already. Let me give you the phone number, 651 uh, and the text number is 81807. I'm sure you guys all felt it like we did when that orb finally showed itself called the sun. <laughs> the sun. The other day. It was wow. thrilling to see the sun, yes. Mm-hmm. You know, I think a lot of people don't know, Denny, that uh, fall is one of the big times to visit the Arboretum. Because of the fall color, we have beautiful maples uh, that show their fall color out at the Arboretum, and they're just peaking right now, so this is a great time to see the scarecrows, the pumpkins, over 310 kinds of pumpkin and squash were grown at the Arboretum this year, and you can see all of those out there on display. You can buy some up at the Apple House, Taste Apples, and... um, Buy some of the Minnesota introductions. So it's a great time to see uh, the Arboretum with uh, the fall color just about peaking in our area. And whether or not there is sun, there still is some yes. fall color. But it looks really good according to this uh, forecast. And I know uh, both Jared and John know uh, the, uh, about the Arboretum. Is that a good place to go if uh, if I want to find out, let's see, I want to try to plant this shrub or this tree or this it, it, you can see something actually living you, in, in You that. can really see how plants do. Uh, we have the Bailey Shrub Walk, which has a lot of great shrubs in the area. We even have some, uh, they're not very big, but we do have some turf demonstration plots mm-hmm. out there. We have right. the bee lawns that we've planted and then different uh, monocultures of individual species of turf. So you can see, you compare the differences. So there, there's a lot to see at the It's a great resource right. there. Uh, just head out West 5. 
to west 41. West on Highway 5 to 41, just west of the intersection of 5 and 41. Very easy. And, and this, is, uh, this is really my favorite time of year to get out anyway. But the temperature is very comfortable. You're not, you know, 95 degrees or 10 below. Um, we're already getting a bunch of text messages. But I wanted to ask you about, uh, since we, we were talking off the air, about the leaves falling. What do you guys think about uh, removing these leaves? Uh, I kind of do it in lawn, shifts, right. you know, yeah. because I don't like to wait till it's three feet deep. Can right. that end up, uh, if we don't get to it before the snow falls, can that end up hurting your lawn? Yeah, I think uh, excessive leaf litter can certainly be a detriment. Uh, normally we associate leaf litter as being a, a, a source of nitrogen for the lawn it can actually benefit, but, but too much leaves, too many leaves can certainly hurt. Uh, anything more than say 20% of uh, that's covering the turf surface after you've tried mulching them at that point, I would consider removing them or bagging them and or raking and, and composting them off-site. Uh, so so they, they, excessive leaf litter can actually result in uh, uh, turf diseases like snow mold uh, or actually make turf pests like voles and moles oh, yes. uh, uh, worse in the springtime. I want to know how many times Jared has been asked by people walking into Mickman. Yeah, a lot. and even uh, uh, About acorns. Oh, acorns. What's the deal too, with yeah. the acorns? Yeah, so the acorns, we talked a little bit about that a couple of weeks ago, but this has been a mast year, M-A-S-T, mast year for fruit set, and uh, especially on forest trees, we see that. And, yes, I walked on a neighbor's lawn, and it was crunchy with the <laughs> acorns. So I think as long as you chop them up with your mower and you can see mostly grass and not acorns, and the 20% rule, I think, yeah. can go for acorns as well. As and I guess I'll add to that, too, uh, with all this rain and stuff, I just mowed finally yesterday when the sun came out. Even <laughs> even too too heavy a grass clippings um, can can bundle up and collect. Oh yeah, that's true. And uh, kill that back too. So well, again, according to the forecast, looks pretty good. So no excuses. By the end of the week, we should be able to get out there again at least one more time. Uh, I tell you what, let's go to the phones. Barb is calling from uh, Chaska with something on topic. Hi, Barb. What is your question? Well, you know, you answered it the first thing was the leaves on the grass. Uh-huh. Now, but I got another question for you. Okay. Is it the right time to trim my spireas, my um, flowers, um, all that type of thing? And is it important to cut off hostas? Oh, I Lots see. Lots of questions. Right. Well, those are good yeah, questions. So- so you can uh, prune your spirea now if you don't care about it blooming next year. So the best time to prune it is really after it flowers. So spirea is going to flower early in the spring. So the ideal time is after it flowers in the spring. But if you're not concerned about flowering, you you can do it right now. And hosta, you don't really have to trim back your hosta. Uh, those uh, leaves will naturally die and just uh, pretty much melt away. So you don't have to. It's, again, aesthetics, uh, looking, the appearance, if you want to change the appearance. I used to mow them, but I've stopped you after do? hearing you guys say, they'll just kind of disappear. Yeah. I like that much better than getting the mower clogged with, uh, with those leaves. Hey, here's a text came in earlier. My lawn and garden question is this. If we have a box elder tree that has the bugs and throughout the summer I treated it with soap and water and just sprayed down, will we have to cut the tree down or will I have to treat that tree every year the way I did this year? What do you guys think? 
Well, I think those insects can vary, and some of it's the tightness of your house where they're actually getting in near your home. I would never cut, as much as I dislike box elder trees, I would never cut it down simply because of the insects. So I think there are other ways you can control it. Uh, and, and the insects tend to come and go, so I wouldn't, you don't have to do preventative treatment for box elder bug. All right. Tell you what, let's take a break. Dennis says we have to take a break. So let's do that very thing. And we'll be right back with more Alana Garden Talk. There's a line open if you want to use it, 651-989-9226. Text is 81807. Right now, Overcast 37, heading for 54. And good morning. Welcome back to our Smart Garden Show here on CCO. In studio, Mary, John, Jared, a lot of help. Calls, uh, uh, we've got a bunch of calls and text messages too. But there is one line open if you want to use it, 651-989-9226. All right, let's, uh, let's get to the folks that have been waiting online. Mary is calling from New Prague, I believe. Hi, Mary. Hi. Um, I collected a lot of butternuts, and I'd like to plant them either this fall or next spring, but I'm not sure if the frost has to crack them like this fall in order for them to grow. And I also have some red and white oak I'd like to plant, and I'd like to to know a little bit about how I should start with that. I'll hang up and listen. Thank you. Okay, thanks, Mary. Great question. So uh, both of these, uh, because they're northern species, the oaks and the butternut need the cold treatment or they need to go through the winter before they will germinate. So we accomplish that by planting them in the fall outside, and then that's the cold treatment, and then they germinate in the spring. Um, I'm not sure, though, if all the nuts you have are actually going to be good and have a good embryo in. So there are testing methods that you can do for that with, um, gosh, what is it? You float them in water. The ones that float are light and don't, aren't viable, and the ones that sink are heavy, and they've got an embry- hopefully a, an embryo in them. And so, so it's really a question of marking them outside where you plant them. So, but yeah. Isn't that something similarly done to test the freshness of eggs? Oh, is that right? <laughs> it seems to me I've read that yes. somewhere. I'm not sure which is which, if which the opposite is, is true. I think they would all sink, wouldn't they? Eggs are heavy. Yeah. yeah. Well, I don't know. Maybe if that's I'm, I'm, really not, I'm not an egg expert. All right. You won't go there. <laughs> don't go there. Lori is calling from Holton, Wisconsin with a question. Lori, you're on Smart Garden. Good morning. Good morning. I'm wondering if this is a, a safe time of the year for me to trim up the lower branches on my maple tree and my spruce. What do you guys think? So the dormant uh, time when plants are totally dormant is the best time for tree trimming. So we're getting to that now. Um, so, yeah, maybe you could do that. If you wait till totally the dead of winter, that's really the best time. Is it too late, Texter wants to know, to move or transplant perennials, i.e. sage? Uh, We are really uh, getting to the wire with that. So we like to have a month of growing season. We've had a uh, shorter growing season now in the fall. Well, we haven't had a shorter season. We've had uh, worse conditions for growing because it's been so cold. So I would say uh, wait till spring. Here is a turf question. We uh, texter says we put down grass seed three weeks ago. We'd like to mow. Do we bag or just let the clippings lay on the ground? Number two, when we pick up leaves three weeks from now with our mower, do we mulch or can we bag them, hoping not to suck up the seed? Thank you. They said. What do you guys think? 
Yeah, I think uh, I think for the first mowing, I would recommend bagging the clippings just because uh, sometimes you'll get uneven growth and you just want to make sure that it's consistent across the whole lawn. Uh, in that two to three weeks, uh, I guess it just kind of depends on how much you have for leaves. Again, just like we said earlier, uh, I would I would just make sure that you don't have an excessive amount of leaves any more than I would I would encourage no more than twenty percent coverage of leaves on the surface of the grass. Uh, at that point, I would bag then as well. Jared, what do you do personally at your your house now? What do you like to bag, or do you like to? Yeah, so I like I, like I was saying earlier, I have I have pretty thick grass at home, so I usually bag it in the fall as mm-hmm. much as I can. Just but during the regular that. season, do you just kind of yep? If I it, let if it I go? can mow enough, yep, I usually just yeah. let it go. Yep. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's see. How do I prepare fairly newly planted bushes for the winter? Fairly newly planted shrubs for the winter, I would say make sure that they are well watered. We've had a great source of water and rain this uh, fall, so um, that that's basically it. Okay. Um, if they've been planted for a while, hopefully they have a good established root system. Uh, they may need some protection if they're evergreens, especially from uh, with a northern exposure, but uh, basically well watering. Okay. Uh, if you uh, have a lawn or garden question, you can call it in or text it in. The phone number is 651-989-9226, and the text is 81807. Here's another text. Uh, it says, I have a bag of fertilizer and weed control granular. Is it too late to put it down? Would I get more benefit of waiting and putting it down in the spring? Also, what about insect uh, insect control granular uh, I have? Should I hold off on that and use that in the spring? So a couple of questions there. What do you guys think? So the the weed and feed products, which is uh, it sounds like that's what they're referring to. I I would avoid applying that right now, uh, mainly because uh, most of the fertilizers, unless it's a, a urea or water soluble based product, is not going to be taken up. So uh, I would wait until the spring until you get soil temperatures somewhere around uh, around fifty at that point. So uh, so hold off on the weed and feed product. I know we've had uh, Jared a- answer this question in, in the past couple of weeks or so. Somebody sent a text: "Is it too late? Too late to aerate your lawn?" Uh, no, not necessarily. Um, Especially looking at this forecast this week, it right? Still looks yeah, pretty good. Um, as long as the ground's not frozen. Yeah, uh, I, my neighbor was out staking their uh, sprinkler heads to get his lawn aerated this weekend. So, still a good time. Um, you'll still see benefits from that. Yeah. Tell you what, we need to take a break, but we do have uh, another half hour of the show to go, so don't give up. If you uh, want to call in your lawn or garden question, do so, 651-989-9226, or again, send a text at 81807-81807. All right, welcome back to our Smart Garden Show, brought to us every week by our friends at By the Yard Patio Furniture. Uh, in studio, Mary, John, Jared, helping you out today, either by phone or by text, and you know what we haven't done yet is given the uh, website oh, the for the university. Website. Yeah. Right, extension.umn.edu. Click on Yard and Garden. We have great resources there. Uh, John just rewrote, uh, revised the publication about fertilizer and timing. Mm. And you want a low-maintenance lawn. It's right. got the fertilizer uh, recommendations there. Uh, but but anything, uh, what weed is this? What bug is this? What's wrong with my plant? Great uh, resource. Great, great Extension.umn.edu. Speaking of the U of M, uh, Jared, you're familiar with that place too, aren't you? I am. All too familiar. Yeah. <laughs> all too familiar. Jared was a student yes. in two of my classes. All right. right. And I worked with John. He's still alive. Right? Yeah, he's still, <laughs> right. still here. And helping us out. 651-989-9226. A lot of texts. Uh, 81807. Let's see. 
You have to help me with this now. I have a large mat of sheep, sorrel in my cone flowers, etc. Any suggestions? So sorrel is oxal type of oxalis, and um, uh, yeah, so it's a it's a weed in a perennial bed, which is problematic because uh, tilling or or um, uh, Cultivation is the best way to uh, get rid of weeds when you have desirable plants around them because any types of herbicides, of course, can damage your perennials. And um, the sorrel is not necessarily going to come up from seed, uh, although it might come up from seed. So it's so I would just say uh, tilling or try to cover up the uh, weeds that are there. Okay. Try to hand remove them, maybe cover up the area with a mulch. Is it too late, uh, the texter says, to apply glyphosate? Let's tell folks what that is, first of all. Uh, well, glyphosate is a non-selective herbicide. It's, it's, the, it's the active ingredient in uh, what's most commonly known as Roundup. Uh, but glyphosate is the active ingredient, the actual pesticide itself. And no, it is not too late. Uh, glyphosate is taken up by green living tissue. So uh, as long as the, the plant that you're trying to kill has green leaves, uh, then it, you'll get a little bit slower activity, but you'll still get uh, some kill with with the glyphosate. Right, and just our constant reminder of reading the label when right, you're using yeah. a herbicide. I, there is a temperature limit on glyphosate, <laughs> and normally we don't have to talk about that when it's green tissue. <laughs> but uh, I, I don't know what the limit is with the activity on that. I don't know if it's 50 degrees. Or, I think but it is around 50. Is yeah. it around 50? The label has got the yeah. answer. Although I haven't seen it yet, we always, as you guys know, get questions about creeping Charlie. Is that something you'd use on that uh, on that uh, plant too? Uh, probably uh, not. Not. Probably not. Okay. Especially if it's in your lawn. Read right. the label. <laughs> always read the label. Read the label. Yeah, right. All right. Hi. A couple years ago, I transplanted Texture says some peonies from my parents. I think I planted them a little low last summer. I did have flowers, but not many. What is the best way to raise them just a little? Thank you. Well, if you had some flowers, I think you may have done it okay. Yeah. I would uh, wait another year because the chances are that the peony will establish itself okay, and it could be lower flowers simply because fewer roots from the whole transplant shock. So I would wait another year. Uh, peonies are very sensitive. It's the cold treatment that those eyes or growing points need, so an inch and a half depth is ideal. Um, but I would... Um, I would wait one more year to see if it, it, they aren't okay. Okay. Uh, let's go back to the phones. Mary is calling from St. Paul uh, with a question. Go ahead, Mary. We're listening. Can you give me any help to rid my yard of voles? Not moles, but voles. V-O. Okay. Yeah. What do you guys think? Yeah, voles are particularly difficult. I would just make sure that you uh, do not have uh, excessive leaf litter and uh, you don't have too many leaf or uh turf clippings on the grass going into the winter. Are they kind of like mice or are yes, they? Yes, uh, yeah, mo- exactly. voles uh, with a V are very similar to mice, and uh, they're burrowing uh, critters or rodents. And uh, most of the time, most people recognize them in the spring after snow melt. Uh, you'll see their tunnels, and sometimes you'll see their tracks with dead grass uh, right. where the tunnels were. Mm. So uh, so they could be a problematic, but other than, other than just uh, ensuring proper cultural practices, it's it's difficult to control them. Okay. Uh, let's see who's been waiting. Verdell in Albertville has a question online. Go ahead, Verdell. Yes. I have a huge milkweed plant that has about 30 pods on it, and they have not opened. Is it getting too late for them to 
to ripen or whatever happens? Um, maybe, maybe not. I would just leave the plant alone because even it could have been that the moisture uh, slowed them down from opening a drier conditions with a few sunny days that may make them open up and then disperse their seeds. So I would, I wouldn't cut it down. I would just hope that it will still continue to ripen and develop through the winter. Texture wants to know how to store canna bulbs and when should I cut them? Canna, C-A-N, cannas, right? Yeah, yes. so cannas are a tropical plant. They won't live outside. Uh, we have to bring that root uh, inside and store them all 45, 50 degrees with a little bit of moisture. So maybe leave the soil around them. Um, as you dig them, put them in a cardboard box, a paper bag, something like that. Okay. 4550. Let's see. Text number is 81807. The phone number is 651-989-9226. Texas wants to know, is fall fall the best time to prune raspberry bushes? If so, how short should you prune them? Um, You want to, in raspberries, you want to cut off the previous year's uh, canes. Uh, with the black raspberries, those have bared and will no longer bear, so those are extraneous now for the plant. Uh, you can cut the other stems down by about a third. So it kind of depends on what came out. If it's red raspberries, um, cutting or thinning out the canes and cutting back by a third, yes, you can do that now. Is it all right, Texter says, to mow down the rhubarb plants? No. I would not do, would do that. that. No. Uh, as long as the plant is green and growing, it's uh, uh, photosynthesizing and storing food for the roots to make it stronger next year. So I would just let it naturally die. Okay. A lot of text messages. Uh, what should you do with bushy asparagus plants in the fall? Nothing. 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 <laughs> it's easy. Nothing. <laughs> Nothing. Yeah. So again. Just like the hostas. Leave them alone. <laughs> yeah. They're green and growing. So I would just leave them there. Yeah. All right, guys. Here's one. Uh, I, I guess I keep asking myself this too. How short should I be mowing my lawn and mulching my leaves? We talked about the leaves before, before but what about the the, the length? How, how do we cut it? Is it any different in the fall time than than uh, during the year? Yeah, as as the fall moves on, I I keep knocking mine down as much as I can, about a quarter inch at a time, and I try to get down to like the the two inch range. Um, but don't scalp it. Don't scalp it. Yep. Don't go all at once. Um, I've been working on it since about the beginning of September. So I went down from about three and a half. I'm down to about two and a half right now. Okay. Very good. Uh, let's see. How late do we plant spring bulbs? Uh, you can still plant spring bulbs as long as the ground is not frozen. Ideally, we want them to develop a root system in the fall and, of course, the soil temperature will be warmer than the air temperature. But I would definitely do that as soon as possible. Here's, here's somebody that we were talking about, Creeping Charlie. They love the show. But is, is there an outlet or like a restaurant that would want my Creeping Charlie? I don't use any chemicals. Flowers are especially good as a salad. Okay, we're speechless after this. Yeah. We are just speechless. So I've of course- heard that there's some edible. I'm not sure that creeping is creeping. Charlie edible. Well, well it's a mint, it, right? It's in the yeah. mint family, and yes, I can see that where where you might be tempted to try eating it. There's nothing wrong with eating it. It's I don't know how palatable it really is. I know of no restaurant interested in your creeping Charlie, but. Um, 
But, you know, I think every time we mention Creeping Charlie, mm-hmm. the calls just flood in. They do. Yes. People, it, it, everyone wants to Then it skews the it. show into a whole different direction, <laughs> for sure. It does. All right. Here's a texter that says, I want, to, yeah, this is kind of an interesting time of year for this. I, I want to plant grass at my new construction this week. Will it germinate with this, quote, warmer weather coming? Yeah, I think so. Soil temperatures right now are around 47, 48 degrees and and I think you're going to get very little germination right now if you're trying to if you're trying to seed. Uh, I would I'd recommend uh, just using a dormant seeding, which would mean just basically waiting until the soils freeze and then uh, seeding and you'll get germination in the springtime. But if you have exposed soil on the surface, I would consider putting down uh, some kind of straw or uh, some kind of erosion control measure to, to hold in the, that, that bare soil over the winter. I keep thinking you guys always give um, good advice, certainly. But when we're, if it's new shrubs or whatever, as we head into the winter, you always say uh, water, water, water. Keep those shrubs. But right. do, given all the rain we've had, is that still okay. true? Yeah, <laughs> I, I don't think many people need to apply additional water at this point unless you have an area that's, you know, under the cover of trees or uh, really especially dry. But really, you know, you can check pretty easily and see. You can put a trowel down in there, see how easily it goes in uh, and check the moisture level. OK. Sherry is calling in from Lakeville with a question. Go ahead, Sherry. We are listening. Hi. Um, our lawn has large brown spots. And I don't know if it's from mowing it too short. All of our neighbors have brown, too, but not like ours. And I'm wondering, do you think that grass will come back in the spring? Uh, Sherry, how big are the brown spots? Big. I, well, we have three acres, and um, there's large brown spots in parts of the lawn. So do you think it's possible that you have, like, crabgrass that was growing there that maybe now has turned brown? Know. Do you think it's really a different kind of grass that's showing up now? I don't know. I never thought of that. I'll have to check that it, out, it, I guess. It might be that. Yeah, it could It could likely uh, be, like Mary was saying, uh, a summer annual that's right. uh, that's dying off right now. I would, I would just check to make sure that the brown spots are the same grass that is green, and uh, and that would rule out that, you know, it's not a summer annual, if indeed they are the same grass species. Okay. You know, we need to thank you, Sherry. We need to take a quick break. We'll be more show to come. If you have a lawn or garden question, 651-989-9226 or send a text, 81807. Welcome back to our Smart Garden Show. 37 is our Twin City temperature. Warming up, though, this uh, this week. We actually are going to see some sunshine. We're in the midst of our Smart Garden Show this Saturday morning, as we always are. And uh, I tell you, we have callers. Let's do this. Let's get the folks that have been waiting online, then we'll pick up on some more text messages. But uh, Phyllis in Golden Valley has been waiting. Phyllis, what is your question? The folks that have been waiting online. Okay, Phyllis, like- we're going we're gonna to have you turn down your radio because we're getting that interference there. So I'll give you a, a second or two, and then we'll try it again. Uh, go ahead. Iris and Owl, and how far? I'm sorry. Go ahead, Phyllis. Oh, I'd like to know if I can cut back on my iris plants now and how far. Yes, you can do that. Um, iris are uh, going into dormancy, so I uh, any yellow or brown leaves I've taken off my iris, and if I I leave the other green ones there. Uh, if you want to cut those back, you can cut them in half the leaves that are there uh, to clean up the garden. But cleaning up iris is a good idea, especially if you have had um, the iris borer. 
Okay. Thanks, Phyllis. Uh, Gwen is calling from Anoka. Go ahead, Gwen. Yes. Uh, is this a good time to wrap young maple trees? And is that the best method to prevent those little critters from gnawing at the bark? Uh, you know, we, I guess wrapping, I rather than a paper, I would use more of a plastic tube or something that is um, stronger than just wrapping. The wrapping, the paper is usually for sun scald and the heating and the cracking that can occur with young maples. And that's a good thing, but you can also prevent that with a tube that you put around that's plastic. So uh, if the tree isn't too big, I would use a tube. I don't know what, what is Mickman selling for, for that. We sell both. Um, both of those. But Does anybody was... use uh, 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 hardware cloth at all? That... Well, you can if you put that away from the tree. Yeah, because okay. you don't want it to – that can be uh, scratchy and damage the bark. But you can And your that. hands too, by yeah. the way. <laughs> you can do that if you make a column away from the tree. Yeah, that would work. Yeah, very good. Uh, a texter says, can I cut back my clematis now? Uh, no, I would not do that. You know, I don't know what kind of clematis you've got. Many people don't know what kind of clematis they've got. And um, it's just better off to leave it there, wait until the spring when it starts to grow again, and then you can determine what's dead and what's alive with it. Uh, but uh, fall pruning can be problematic uh, with clematis. Jared and John Texter wants to know, is it too late to apply grub treatment? What do you think? Yeah, right Right now, uh, most of the grubs are starting to go deeper into the soil. Um, and quite honestly, I would be focusing on them in the springtime if, if indeed you know that they were a pest this past year. Uh, right now is certainly too late for that. Can I, Texture says, successfully winter my geraniums in the garage and attached garage but not heated? If so, how do I do it? Uh, maybe. Maybe you can do this. So the most successful way to overwinter geraniums is in a sunny south window and continue to grow the plants like a house plant. Um, if you put them in your garage, what's the temperature of your garage? Well, that's heated a little bit, but still that's going to go down below zero, and they probably are going to die. So in a basement that doesn't go below freezing, you might be able to keep them in a dormant state, but... Um, that's kind of a rough way to do it. So the garden center in the spring has lovely geraniums that will surpass pretty much anything you can overwinter. Okay. But it can be fun to try it. Why not? <laughs> I guess. Sure. Experimentation. I have yeah. two textures. There's two potted lilac bushes that I bought at the end of the season from a nursery, and I did not get them planted yet. Is it too late to plant them, or what should I do now you I should do. plant them because oh. they're not going to live in a container sitting above the ground because the roots will be too cold. So yes, go ahead and plant them as soon as possible and um, make sure they're well watered. There's a yard question, a turf question. The yard was aerated and overseeded two weeks ago. Prior, nothing but rain and shade since. Will grass still germinate prior to the snowfall? Yeah, I think uh, I think if you do get some germination, great, but. Most likely, most of those seeds were are uh, if they haven't already germinated, they won't at this point. So okay. you may get lucky, and some of them will actually germinate in the spring. Okay, All right. Uh, let's see. I have two. Where is it? Oh no, the, the main stems on my orchid, totally brown and dead. It has green lower leaves and some flowers. I'm wondering if the dead main stem is a normal plant life cycle or something I did and should do something different in caring for it. It is a normal life cycle. 
uh, some orchids will produce their flowers from that stem that may look dead to you. So I, I would leave it on for a while, but then once you're convinced it's totally dead and there are no more buds going to come on that, you can cut it off. Another flowering stem, if things are grow- going well and you have it in good light and give it fertilizer about once a month now, another stem might come up. So a lot of people do get orchids to rebloom in their homes. Julie has done that. Has Julie done that? Yeah. Mm -hmm. How about another Creeping Charlie question? Are you ready for (laughs) that? (laughs) How how late can we treat Creeping Charlie? What do you guys think? Uh, Even even right now, uh, if it's a selective broadleaf herbicide, uh, like triclopyr, which is the active ingredient in that that works best on creeping charlie or ground ivy uh even right now is is still a good time to be uh treating that so yes so john i had a question somebody called in the other day and said that somebody told them to wait for the for the there to be frost on the leaves of the creeping charlie to spray it i didn't have a good answer for him it didn't quite add up to me that that's how they should do it um i don't know what are you guys' thoughts on that I think that's probably too late. That's yeah. really, I if there's told frost them, yeah. on it's almost dead. Yeah, those those herbicides typically need plant activity and any right. anytime you have below freezing temperatures like with a frost, you're probably not going to get nearly as as much act, uptake from that uh from that herbicide. Okay. Uh Texas wants to know and we have such so many texts. When's the best time of year to divide hosta and transplant? Early spring, just as they start to growing, start growing, you see the buds come up, that's a great time to do it. Hosta are so tough. I think probably many of our listeners have divided them uh, any time of year. It's getting a little rough right now because of going into the winter, uh, the plants will have a hard time to establish. We have a little less than 60 seconds to go. Give us that uh, the, the U of M uh, site, the extension, extension site. Extension.umn.edu. Click on Yard and Garden. You can get all of your questions answered there. And get to the Arboretum. Get to the Arboretum. Look at those 310 kinds of pumpkin, squash, and gourds. See the uh, scarecrows. Look at the fall color. The bulbs are being planted now for the beautiful spring display, but great time to walk the Arboretum. Go to the Apple House, buy some apples. Yes, or if you want to head up a little bit north, go to McMinn Brothers. And uh, where are you guys located now? Uh, Just north of Blaine and Ham Lake on Highway 65. Very easy to find. John, good to see you again as well. All right, thanks for having me. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.